The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Fast Money starts right now, live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, Brian Kelly, and Dan Nathan. Tonight on Fast, electric shock. GE falling 6% today. As JP Morgan says, it is heading to 6 bucks. But if you think the pain is over, we'll tell you how to trade it with limited risk. Plus, semis getting slammed, and there's something happening next week that could determine the fate of the entire group. We'll tell you what that is. We start with what was shaping up to be the November investors oh. were looking for. It was all blue skies and birds singing. Red October was over, and it looked like the bull market was back. We even got through the midterms unscathed. But in the blink of an eye, the market seemed to snap back to reality. Oh. And the selling was back. We started to see Opera. some of it creep in yesterday. And today, the Dow dropped 200 points. NASDAQ down 2% as worries about trade and the Fed continue to hit the market. So are we setting up for a year-end sell-off? Is there more pain ahead, Tim? Well, Mel, it's not easy being green, <laughs> especially <laughs> when the Fed is, is hard at work. But We're I don't want to be Oscar the Grouch. Bottom line here is we still have a Fed that's doing what they said they were going to do two weeks ago. And so I think letting the Fed settle in alongside of really just market positioning. We moved 8 percent in seven days. You do the math. Pick your sector. We had huge bounce back rallies. But two days ago, we were also talking about year end seasonals. And here's how you perform after, you know, a big election. And so I, I don't think you have either. I, I think the good news is we have a little bit of uncertainty out of the way. There's no question that the Fed is going to continue to act in a way that at least right now looks like they're going to be predatory on the stock market, but maybe not overly aggressive. You had PPI out this morning that at least reminds people that there are influences in the market that actually start to look a little bit hotter than they were yesterday. So, but, but the, prob the problem is there's a conundrum at the heart of the market here is that the Fed is worried about raising rates and potentially inflation. The stock market's concerned about that. But the bond market's telling you there is no inflation coming. If you look at what the, the inflation part of bonds, it's actually going down. So until that's resolved, I still think Do you, you think today was about in inflation, though? Do you yeah, think today was about inflation or was it about yeah, oil? Definitely. PPI. Was it about oil? Was no. it about GE? Was it about sky? Oil has been PPI in a decline for weeks the now. Yeah, but I, I mean, we really starting to look at declining global growth forecasts, where people are starting to say, hey, this could really take a real bite at us. So, yes, I think it's about the Fed. I think it's about trade. But I think you had real micro reasons to talk about it. But today. that's my point, is that the stock market's telling you that, but the bond market's telling you something different. Bond market, the 10 years, five bips off of eight and a half year highs, Brian. I yeah, mean, but I, real I don't rates. think you can say that the bond real market rates. is starting to show you that you have flattening or that, that there's no growth. We're in, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying the bond market's telling you there is growth, and the stock market's telling you that there isn't. That there's a word. And until that's resolved, you have the, okay. You're going to have uncertainty. That's you know, what I'm saying. I, I have the seek, uh, sneaking suspicion, suspicion. Easy. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. That's a sneaky word. It's Friday, bro. Suspicion. Uh, Come on, bro. That the entire global economy is resting on the U.S. consumer right now. That is the expectation when you look at global stock markets. You look at our stock markets, the only one green in the world. You look at some of the data points that we took out of some earnings reports by multinationals this week. What did Wynn say about Macau? They're talking about high rollers in Asia. What did Disney say last night? They said that Chinese theme parks were weak. And then we had C-Trip. You guys saw that one? Yeah. That is the Chinese, uh, you know, uh, Expedia. And when you think about it, it's not just isolated to China because the Chinese consumer is much bigger than our consumer. 
consumer. And we expect them, right, to travel here, to travel to Europe, to buy our goods, that sort of thing. And when you backdrop that with the trade situation, I think it really sets up very poorly in the year end. And there's a knock-on effect to emerging markets, right? I mean, a cold in China spreads throughout the emerging markets complex. And so you, you see to- the weakness there, and we'll see it there compounded because we've already seen yeah, it. Yeah, but so I, I, you know, I'm not going to let China be, you know, my, my roadmap for the rest of the world right now. I agree. Get China right. Get is emerging markets right. Is China your roadmap right. for the U.S.? Well, I, I, no, I don't think so. And I think China also right now is going to be stimulating. If anything, you know, I said this two days ago, and I'm not happy about the trade, but I actually think emerging markets may start to make a move here, especially in a world where if we've got deadlock in Washington and we've got slower fiscal and we've got an opportunity for the, the Fed to stand back. So I actually got long the EEM sometime during the day on Wednesday, and I think Technically, you know, we're halfway back down. Ran into that resistance like it does. But how does it, how does the EM perform on something like? We, I think we've priced in a ton. You, uh, had, you had the U.S. and you had the rest of the world, and it was either the rest of the world was going to catch us or we were going to catch them. And it feels like we led. It's all on the back of us, but it doesn't feel like EM can perform now. I, I actually think you do have to worry about China. I mean, last yesterday their banks got absolutely destroyed. They're they're going out there saying, "Listen, you have to lend." A measure they didn't even do during 2008. So I think you have to be concerned about China. Not only that, with EEM, you have to worry about the strong dollar. I mean, we saw a strong dollar today. The dollar's the new VIX. To me, that's a concern going in the year end because not only that, seasonally the dollar gets stronger in the year end. I mean, and with this, this environment, it's not great. And not just seasonally. I mean, with the Fed hiking, I mean, don't you think the dollar will work? against your EM traders is a much shorter-term trade. Well, yeah, let's, let's try to not, you know, I don't think we need to spend the whole show on EM. I'll tell you this. It was a tactical trade for me. I actually yeah. think that EM is oversold. I think it's priced in a lot, and I don't think the dollar is going to break higher. I realize we're in a whisker of 18-month highs in the dollar, and we talked about where yields are. Emerging markets have priced in an enormous amount of pain. China's going to stimulate, okay? Let's be clear. China was caught very off guard by this trade deal. They were actually contracting for two years in their credit markets, and I think that there's I think there's an enormous amount of pain that's priced into that trade. If his trade works, it's going to work on the back of something getting done at the end of the month with Trump and Xi. If that happens, yeah. then you're so going to he'll see, get lucky as usual see, with his winning no, trade. You're going, get, you're going to see EM move. You're going to see I mean, China is, is move. Is this a binary event? Are we looking at sort of a binary yes. event with G20? Well, here, here's here's my point. I, I'd like to believe I haven't been saying buy EM all the way down. This is a, this is a decision I, I felt like based upon the re- result of the elections, we are starting to see China fiscal come through, and therefore I think this is a trade. And again, it's easy to mark your bottom on yeah, this. Look at the bottom of the range on this. It's very simple to follow this channel where it's been failing every time. But China's been easing this whole way down. Well, as they, we've seen their, well, they, they, they really have, though. And yeah. look at what they've done with the currency. They, I tried, mean, so, they, cut, they cut triple R. I, I, well, yes, okay. I would argue okay. that they uh, you know, You're the one who the just currency. said, Mel, what we should not be talking about the rest of the show. Is EM. I want to bring I, it back to the U.S. Because I actually think December, we get to the G20, then you have this budget showdown. The president already said that he's not afraid to shut this government down. And then we have this December 19th Fed meeting. And I see very little reason why yields do not continue to go higher, why the dollar doesn't break out of this range that it's been over the last couple of months. And then when you think back, what was this thing that started to cause the volatility in October? We started seeing... uh, European banks, right? And we saw EM, we saw this credit situation when our yields started going higher with our dollar. And I think that whole mess sets up for a year-end trade well, let me in December. Ask you, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Go for Do it. Do you feel more bearish on the U.S. market today versus the beginning of this week? 
Uh, no, probably about the same, but about I wasn't the same. So particularly it wasn't, it wasn't bullish. Like the worst yeah, I didn't situation think, in China I mean, or the PPI number today. No, or? I mean my view is the last couple of days, this rally that we have was kind of a relief rally. A lot of people short covered, people maybe got wrong footed on what's going on with the election or got over over exuberant about what happened with the election. But none of the fundamental issues have gone away. So I still go back to I think this market you have to be a tactical trader in it. I don't necessarily think the world's falling apart, but I think when you have big runs, you dows up 500, take some profits in this environment. It's not going to be as easy as it has been the last several years. This is about whether the value versus growth goes away and we get back to growth. And it doesn't feel like anyone wants to buy growth at this point. Not after today. Multiples are, have a problem. But you could have said that it was yesterday or it was back on, one day on, one day off. Now it seems like it's off. I don't know. It feels like whenever it's off, growth takes the drubbing. I mean, it's usually a drawdown in growth much more sharply than in other areas. Yeah. You see, it's, it's, it's not uncommon to see the Nasdaq decline. Well, those were the ones that ran. Those were the ones that ran more than any others as well. So you take profits where you can, and the other ones were laggards, and you don't have any profits to take. They've already been beaten up. Housing's been beaten up. Autos have been beaten up. There's so many laggards in this marketplace where FANG was the one that really worked. I, I just, you know, simply, uh, if you look at the triple Qs, they're closed back below the 200-day. The they actually look like they're technically somewhat vulnerable. Um, if you look at a lot of the industrial names, you could make an argument that there's a reverse head and shoulders on a lot of these charts. We may have pulled back this week ready to regroup. Again, remember how ferocious this rally was. I, to me, I, I think I'm driving down the middle of the same road that I was on a week ago. Uh, and I'm not saying no one else here isn't doing the same thing. What I'm saying is what happened this week that was different, the Fed basically was exactly what you thought they were going to be. They're going to go in December. We knew that two weeks ago. And in fact, we know that they're probably going to go three to four times next year. But the thing that was different was possibly the fiscal story in Washington. Washington has changed, and if anything, it takes some of that uncertainty out of the market. Yeah, well, there's one other issue. We got a MAGA problem. It's the Microsoft, the Apple, the Google, and the Amazon. When Where's you think hat? about it, well, Where's your hat? don't worry about it, pal. No. Well, when you think about it, you know, BK, Apple and Amazon sold off for fundamental it. reasons for the first time in a long time. And to Steve's point, they had a disproportionate amount of the broad market's gains. They're still up a lot. Why do they get nailed on a day like today? I think it is a source of funds. So as you go into year end, what are you going to sell? Are you going to sell your GM? Tim, are you going to sell your, you know, this Absolutely unless not. you want to take some. No, they no. just reported great numbers. The chalk's trading at six times next okay, year's numbers. But with freaking, no, he's, well, he's, just making, he's just making a There's point. You take your profits where you have. We just got earnings from a lot but, of good But, but the, do you the, just the, keep the, trading the, this up and down the, in a range? The, the I mean, maybe, what do you the do? The difference this time, Mel, is that you had a fundamental reason to sell those stocks. You have not had a fundamental reason to sell any of those stocks for years. And now you do. And if you wait until January and we get these two four numbers. I sold 25% of GM, by the way, after a big run. I think you have to be tactical. But that's what all I'm saying is 2019 is not likely to be the MAGA or the Fed. Isn't it amazing, though, that when we, we heard from, Fed, from the Fed back in October, the beginning of it, it started the whole thing. We heard from the Fed again in the minutes on October 17th, heard from the Fed yesterday. They've been the catalyst for every sell-off that we've seen since October. I agree. Surprise. Yep. Chip rack rages on. Semis not, are getting slammed. And it could be about to get even worse for the group. See why next. Plus, retail's been ripping higher ahead of the holidays. Several big names report next week. And the chart master sees a screaming buy when you see the chart you might be buying, too. And later, the China crush, the Chinese Internet stocks getting taken to the woodshed. But there is something happening this weekend that could turn it all around. We will explain. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, 
the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Welcome back to Fast Money. It was a wild ride on Wall Street this week. Let's check out some of the biggest movers. TripAdvisor up 20% this week. Anadarko Petroleum gaining 10%. General Mills up 7%, but it wasn't all rosy as Square fell 6% this week. So we thought it'd be a perfect time to play a little. Trade it or fade it. Good game on Our Friday. favorite game. Guy's not here, so we don't have to explain the rules. Thank Rosso, TripAdvisor's your first one, up 20% this week. Trade it or fade it? Fade it. Too big of a move. And you look for these stocks that are high valuations, up 83% year-to-date. High valuation. Is it a Twilio? Is it an Etsy? Those are the names that can really take you out. I don't know if Trip has the, the guts to do that or the uh, innards, the core strength to do it. Are we worried wow. about the consumer? There's a lot going on. I, I thought the consumer was strong, though. You know, well, they, they, they're they, they definitely got accelerating uh, deals on experiences, on restaurants, yeah. even their hotel, even their core Those was okay. People but really I think like the spike higher was too much. I, I, I'm more with uh, Stephen on this. I think in this Steven. market, that spike higher, you have to fade it. Particularly, you worry about you worry about earnings, you worry about valuation. But a move like this in this market, you fade. I think these guys are actually pretty strong. No one's asked me this, but I would actually go with bookings if I had to pick one of the two. And that's a whole other game. That's like a would you rather? Trade bookings, but I'll trade self uh, trip advisor. Thank you, Kermit. The I don't like that self game. The old price line. You did it too. No, it's bookings. The old price line. Oh, okay. it's with us. All right, people. It's fine. Come on. Um, I, you know, listen, I actually think the most interesting story was the Internet services name. You saw what happened to Yelp uh, match this week. IAC, there were some, some, some stocks that just got absolute drubbing. This one looked like a short squeeze to me. I would not trade it. I would fade it. Anadarko Petroleum up 9.5% this week. Trade it or fade it, Tim? I think you ride this one higher. Again, a 30% move lower and a bounce back this week for as well of a run company in the E&P space in the U.S., which is now actually cash flow positive. I know people want to quickly throw oil out the window. This is actually an opportunity to pick these things up cheap. Do you not worry uh, at all about the slide that we've seen in oil, Grasso? Yeah, I mean, I would worry about the slide. The slide is overdone, too. You could, you could see a pop in, in, the, in the price of oil, but I, I do think ultimately we're on a downtrend. There's so many issues that are moving the price of oil. But this stock in particular popped 13% off, as Tim said, off the low, but it's already given back half of its move. I think you fade this one. I think crude is one of the worst charts in the entire world. No, no, it, no, but, but it, I mean, it, it literally, technically, it really is. It got back to that uptrend that had been in place for a year. It broke through it in a meaningful way. When you look at a stock like Anadarko, it's going to round trip that entire move, probably back towards 46 before it bottoms out. All right, General Mills, trade it or fade it, Beakers? Uh, for me, this is a fade it, and I'll tell you why. We go back to the fact that this is a tactical market. You've had a run in General Mills up to the 200-day moving average. That's as good a place as any to start taking some profit here. So whether you like Ch Lucky Charms or not, you fade this thing. Mm. Love Lucky Charms, by yeah. the way. But I do actually, you really? I don't I, like the the little uh, the cereal uh, part of the Lucky Charms. No, the, yeah, the, the uh, what do they call <laughs> those things? The cereal, but the marshmallows. I don't like They're that. That's the part. Tim loves yeah. the marshmallows. Um, look, I, I actually agree with Brian. I would actually be fading all of this space. Part of the whole reason here was not only just was it a yield play, but there was actually consolidation. You were actually seeing some M&A. Uh, these are not cheap. Look, they got expensive when, when rates were at one and a half on the tenure, and they don't deserve to be trading where they are now with rates at three and a quarter. Square, trade it or fade it. Dan. Fade it. I know I told the oh. producers trade it earlier, but <laughs> I actually wasn't paying Change attention. Change your mind. Sorry already. about that, Bree. Here's the deal, right? So this goes back to one of these great stories with big gains, had a reasonable result when they just guided, um, but investors did not like it. Down 10% the day after. 
down again today. I think you probably see this thing back in the mid-60s. This is a services business. Obviously, it does it has no right to be to be in your portfolio if we're going to see that value versus growth. So definite headwinds, but this is a chance to get a name that's a quality name that's building its business mm -hmm. that should be uh, I would trade it that should be basically <laughs> a bought at a discount. You're getting a bargain basement price on Square, a, a huge company. Can I start a new game? Um, I know we don't have a lot do of time. Right. Yeah. Do Dan, it anyway. what, what stock would you actually trade? Give me any stock you'd trade right now, because this seems like Dan's faded. So can I tell you something? So, so I just want to be really clear. We didn't get to this at the A block. Every single sell-off of 10% that we have had since 2015, there has been a double bottom. There's been a retest of that prior low. I think we are going back. Everything. What was the low, Steve? 25.32. I think we are, you are going to have better opportunities to buy all your I like that. Outings, I like that call. value things. I, I'm not saying we get to 2532, but I think we get back to 2600 before the year is out. Sure. And then I think we're in a range. I think we are in a very wide range between 2930 and 2530. We could see that low, 2532 or 2600, and see the bounce still. We could see both. Nice when we game, find a Tim. stock that Dan will trade, That's, it'll be like Mikey in the Life Serial Serial. Well, it's not going to be Lucky Charms. It's not going to be. There's no Lucky Charms. There's a bunch of stocks there. Shares of Chinese internet giant Alibaba under pressure this year, but could the Super Bowl of shopping send shares soaring? We've got the details next. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. Here's what else is coming up tonight. And the chartmaster says the proof is in the price for this stock. He'll show you the one chart that has him pressing the buy button. Plus, GE shareholders getting shocked today as the industrial giant gets slammed. But if you think the worst is over, Dan Nathan is a way to buy the stock without the risk. Much more Fast Money still ahead. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Welcome back to Fast Money. It is the biggest shopping event in the world. Alibaba's Singles Day on November 11th. It's a Super Bowl of shopping. It's set to smash records again this weekend. Deidre Bose is in Vancouver to show us what to expect. Hi, Deidre. Hey, Melissa. Well, you could even call it the Super Bowl of shopping on steroids. Now, here's what Alibaba's president had to say about its scale on CNBC earlier today. This year, we expect it'll be well, more, well over a billion packages. And our goal, particularly with the investments and the enhancements that we've made in smart logistics, both domestically and for our international consumers, we would expect that people should be receiving those packages within three to four days. Many people will receive the packages on the same day. 
Now, a billion packages expected, and that's just 10 years after Alibaba created this holiday to celebrate singledom. Now, to put its growth another way, look at the sales over that time. In 2009, gross merchandise volume, or GMV, was $8 million. Last year, it was $25 billion, and this year, Evan says, will be the biggest yet. But, guys, there could be some headwinds for Alibaba this year. There's the slowing Chinese economy that could dampen some shopper enthusiasm, and there's rising competition from smaller economies commerce players like JD.com and Pingduoduo, who have formed strategic alliances with Alibaba's biggest competitor in China, Tencent. Now, it is possible that these factors also dampening sentiment among investors ahead of this weekend. And according to Kensho data, don't hold your breath for a pop after the event, after this weekend, no matter how big the headline GMV numbers are. Shares have traded negatively on all singles days or the first trading day after singles days since Alibaba became a public company in 2014. A month later, Alibaba trades lower 75% of the time, underperforming the S&P. Melissa? All right, Deidre, thank you. Not very good odds in terms of Alibaba stock, but I think a lot of people will be looking at the numbers come Monday and trying to extrapolate what this means for the Chinese economy, which could affect sentiment in the broader markets. Yeah, but, but again, some of that's priced in. Remember, these guys just reported, and they had weakness in the numbers. They actually had some downgrade in terms of estimates, and they actually downgraded on margins. They're spending a lot in their business. Big difference about this singles day, never in this stock's history has it been assaulted the way it has going into this singles day where the bar is very low. I'm not telling you this stock's going to rally hard, but to be jumping out of the window on this one with this valuation is not something I'm doing. I think that's the key is look at the damage that's been done both technically and on this on this whole move. But this is the first time it's also gone into a singles day with a trade war going on. With right, the exactly. States. So this sure. has been the proxy so, for China well trade in, war. Well this, is, this is something that it, we've had opposite year. Everything you expected is not happening. So I think maybe you get a chance for this thing to pop coming out of single state for the first time. I, I, what I was saying to Tim, though, was that people will read into this. And, right. and if the numbers come in less than expected, they're going to say, this is proof that the Chinese economy is slowing. The Chinese consumer is running out of power, et cetera, they, et cetera. They may. There's plenty of other proof out there that there's issues with the Chinese economy. So, I, again, I think a lot of that is likely priced in. Interesting how it traded today in a down tape. And I actually thought it traded fairly well going into this. So maybe the sentiment's washed out on it. Let's shift gears here because Monday is an important day. It's officially Veterans Day, and it is a significant holiday not only to us, but also to our next guest who raises money to help disabled Army Rangers and the families of those who have been killed in the line of duty. Jim Regan's son, Jimmy, was an Army Ranger who was killed while serving in Afghanistan. And uh, Jim here runs the Lead the Way charity. They're holding a special event this Sunday that our own BK and Dan Nathan have been uh, running in for the past couple of years. Jimmy, it's always it's always great to have you here. What what does Veterans Day? What does this event mean to you? Oh, your it means family? an awful lot to Lead the Way Fund. Mm -hmm. First of all, we honor about 78 guys that lost their lives, including my son Jimmy. And we have a phenomenal phenomenal day on Sunday at nine o'clock at Pier 45. We have about six to seven hundred people going to run. Then we go to the Lighthouse and have a nice brunch. We have a Memorial Day kind of event there. We, we honor our Gold, Gold Star families. We brought in two Rangers that were, uh, that were killed in action. Their families spent the weekend here, and we're going to present them with portraits. But Lead the Way Fund is doing some tremendous stuff. Uh, I, I, would, I would like to have to see your, your uh, viewers get on leadthewayfund.org, see what we're doing for our Ranger Resiliency programs, for our transition for CAP, Collegiate Access Program. We have more guys now going to our Ivy Leagues programs. It's, it's phenomenal. And uh, Columbia has been a big, big partner with us in that.
You helped so many people, Jim, and we applaud that. And you guys have gotten involved. Over yeah, the years. so so Dan and I have run the Lead the Way Fund, uh, Jimmy's run, last couple of years. Uh, I've run for them for the uh, half marathon in New York, as well as the marathon in New York. Fantastic organization. Go down and see what they're doing. It's, it's amazing what they're doing for these soldiers. These guys are out there risking their lives for our freedom, and they're taking care of them. Go to leadtheway.org. Jim, thank you very much. It's great thank to you see you every for year. We look us. forward to Appreciate it. it. Jim Regan, Jimmy, thank, thank you, you. For, for all your work. Thank you. Time for the final trade. Let's go around the horn. Tim. Cisco Systems, think this is not a big multiple. Get in there. Brasso. Pfizer, thank God for our veterans. Tesla, fade it, which means sell it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my favorite guest all year, and GE stick around, call spreads. All right, that does it for us here at Fast Money. Back at Monday at 5 o'clock Eastern, but don't move. Options action starts right after the break. And thank you, all the veterans out there. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.